You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Ugh. Just starting to feel a little bit normal. Yeah. Starting to feel a little bit more human. Uh, been sick for the last like two, two and a half weeks. Well, we both been sick. Yeah. You you had the uh, the Rona. I just had the old jabroni uh, jabroni flu. That's the whatever. name of the episode right there. Wrap it up, guys. Right in the intro. Yeah. Jabroni flu. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. Yeah, I, I was. Um, Myself and uh, not so much Mrs. Meany. She got a little cough, but I got the the uh, full Monty of the jabroni flu, and uh, it's I, I I don't know. It's like hard to pinpoint it. You know, there's sometimes when you get to tell you go, okay, I'm officially sick. Mm-hmm. But this one uh, was a uh, slow burn, as yeah. they say, a, a slow build. It's from uh, minor annoyance to full blown. Hurry the fuck up and get this over with. So, um, but no, uh, I'm, I'm doing better now. Um, let's record this on December 2nd, 2022 at 7.51 p.m., little inside baseball. Uh, I'm feeling uh, pretty good. So, uh, I'm not as cranky as I was the last, you know, couple weeks, but uh, how how are you feeling, sir? Hey, man, I appreciate that. I'm feeling better. Um, luckily, this time around, knock on wood, the baby didn't get COVID. None of the kids have it, which is good. Uh, we were here at the house and I guess Courtney or AKA Mrs. Goober, I guess I could start calling her that, right? Mrs. Meany and Mrs. Yeah. Goober. She'd be yeah. like, that's not my name. Um, but uh, yeah, Mrs. Goober, um, she, uh, she had a, like a real light line on her, uh, test. And we test frequently just cause I'm in the city and you know, like I want to make sure no issues and you know, there's yeah. a lot of shit going around right now, man. There's COVID, there's the flu, there's RSV, which is incredibly dangerous for little kids. And, and you know. what's what's that gimmick? Tell me about. I, I heard. I, I thought somebody was talking about like they're going camping with a RSV or something. Right, like that. Yeah, like, RSV is actually RVD's brother. It's the cheap knockoff uh, that WCW <laughs> did when they wouldn't sign him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, shout out to Rob. Uh, no, I uh, RSV is a, is another respiratory disease that's incredibly dangerous oh. for old for older people and then also really young kids. Because what happens is is like uh. not to get technical, but like. You're breathing your airways when something bad like that, like a virus gets like that in there, it really like fucks up the airways and right. it gets really tight. And because their bodies and their, their breathing capacity is so little, 
it really impacts them. Um, and a lot of kids get really sick every year with RSV. Uh, but this year, apparently it is like way worse because all three of them are just sort of connecting all at the same time because we haven't been out really out and about. This is like the, really the first year in the season that people have been out and about and that aren't masked. And, uh, so everything is, and now we have new variants and it's a fucking nightmare. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling better now. Um, I was saying in the hallway show, which you can actually see when you go and sign up for at patreon.com slash mind of the meaning, you get to watch this, you get to watch our beautiful faces and hear and watch the show early and ad free. Uh, so you get to go ahead and go check it out now. Patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. What I was saying was the first time I got COVID, uh, I felt like for a couple of days or weeks afterwards, I felt like I had done like a ton of swimming and my lungs hurt. But this time around, I feel foggy. Like I feel like I'm forgetting words, like real easy words. And I I lose my, not necessarily my train of thought, but I lose my place in my sentence, which happens to me sometimes like when I get nervous or when I get worked up. But because of this, I'm like super fucking... Like, I feel like I'm tired all the time. Uh, so that's been a real difficult, like, kind of breakout. But, you know, yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice, like, unexpected week off of work with Thanksgiving. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we were stuck here. So thank the Lord for DoorDash for saving the day at Acme. <laughs> we had a little, like, uh, fucking self-potluck Thanksgiving with the kids. And it was great, man. We watched the Survivor Series and the 6ABC Parade. And it was great. So, um, yeah, yeah I, 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 just re- I just realized we... Uh... We had uh, done a pre-tape to Ask Mini, so we haven't really talked in like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving went well. Uh, you know, well, here's the thing. I was sick and I was worried because, you know, we're going over to my sister's house and mm. it's like, oh, I don't want to get anybody over there sick. And then my sister was like, oh, don't worry. We're all just getting over something. So I was like, all right, okay, cool. That's good. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was good. Nice and quiet. Um, ate like a madman. Uh and then you know, just you know, chilled out with my uh, my sister, my uh, nieces, nephews, grand nephews, and uh, my aunt Ray, who's uh, you know my my mom's sister. We all hung out and stuff like that. So it was good catching up and reminiscing and stuff like that. And go home and uh, you know just uh, spend the next couple of days chilling. You know, like when I was sick, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in bed, stay rested. Stay hydrated, and uh, the only time I really left the house was for that, you know, to uh, go, you know, go out for Thanksgiving. But doing pretty good, uh, you know, just catching up on things. And uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting it's been like two weeks since we talked. Yeah, you know, because we weird. Pre- yeah, it, it, it flew by. Yeah, it, it feels like it flew by. This whole winter feels like it's flown flew by. I don't know if it's combination of the nice weather and the, you know, the Phillies nice playoff run that they had mm-hmm. making to make, you know, keeping me you know distracted from the fact that, you know, I hate that the sun goes down around four thirty five <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> yes. Evening uh, at three thirty. I love this. This is my favorite. Fucking brutal. But, uh, you know, doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching the Eagles, hopefully, uh, you know, they do well this Sunday. Uh, of course yeah. this airs the day after. So who knows? Uh, yay or boo, Fuck. you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. I don't want to jinx but, uh, us again with a title. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Dude, Philadelphia sports superstitions are a real thing. And like, I'm sure everybody's got their own superstitions in their, uh, with their, you know, different sports, different fan bases, but Philly ones are just, 
like their sports yeah. superstition, sports superstitions on steroids. It's it's amazing, you know how I, I could I make a how I could switch uh, positions on the couch and all of a sudden that led to uh, somebody giving up a home run or something. Yeah. You know, just goofy shit like that. Man, I I uh, I hold a significant level of guilt for myself about the title because I put Phil's win instead of Phil's stay alive. And then you pointed yeah. it out in that one episode we did after they won, after the big, you know, win in uh, Houston. And I was like, fuck, I just jinxed us. I just fucking jinxed the team and it's my fault. Fuck <laughs> everything. I hate my life you right now. Son of a bitch. I'm fired from the show. Like, nah. we're homeless. We're done. You know what's crazy, though? You know what went fast? And we'll get to this at the end of the year because we have a couple more shows before that. We've been doing this dance now for almost a year, pal. Yeah, it's uh, it, it just dawned on me. You're, you called yourself stepdad. I'm like, uh, now you've been here for a while now. I think we could stop with the stepdad <laughs> references. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What, what episode did you hop on? Oh man, um, like very first episode. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah like uh, let me go back into the archives here. Maybe our uh, group historians can tell us. Yeah, um, I know. People I, who pay attention more than we do. I, I remember doing like the first show and just being like doing the first like sit in and being nervous because I was like, "Wow, this is cool!" Like I can't believe this is happening. Um, and I I can't even remember. That was probably like uh, that was before the CM Punk thing uh, where he told yeah. me to eat my shoes. Uh, let's see, where is it? Because I I okay episode ninety three. Was, 93, I, I have it as 73. Well, episode 93 was the first that we actually like were here together. Um, like permanent? Like, like permanent. Permanent was 93. And, uh, permanent, yeah. But like, look, I have like a little folder of like all the shows oh, we've done. There you go. And uh, Adam, uh, episode 73 says uh, special co-host Adam Bernard. That's me. August 16th, 2021. So, yeah, yeah. the episode was called Meanie's Hip Hop Knowledge, Knowledge, and in parentheses, you're not Meanie. And then we did okay. uh, Yoda Should Coach the Eagles. Got to eat your shoes, dude. Carlin, Carlin quotes apply to everything. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was it's, been a, it's been a long journey here, but I am thoroughly enjoying myself on the show. And I'm oh. thoroughly enjoying the pod squad who's with us tonight. Absolutely. We got Shackelford, we got Vanessa in the chat. Hello, Vanessa. We are very much, and I hope you all are still enjoying us listening to us do this uh, yeah. this nonsense every week because I fucking love it, man. I'm having a great time. Yeah, so it's like the one time of the the one time of the week where people actually listen to what I have to say. Uh, like a lot of times, I'll find myself out and about, and I go to start a sentence, and then like it seems like I think you know social media in general just like ruin the art of conversation where you go to say something and somebody's like uh-huh yeah and they go talk off about something else I was like yeah. Dude, i didn't even get three fucking words out and you're did you lose interest that quick so uh the <laughs> and fact what am that i here I to amuse to... you what am i a fucking clown is that what this is just here to fucking yeah. amuse you yeah i even you know i even interrupt myself in my own thoughts you know it's that bad but um it's the adhd you know, for me though that's what happens is you, i think of something and then i have to like say it real fast because i don't forget but it's an amazing picture, and everything in ADHD is it looks looks amazing. But, <laughs> it's um, beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking yeah, picture, meeting. Yeah, yeah. Wait till they get AD four K. Just uh, 
Love it. But uh, porn, uh, will, yeah, well, porn will decide that because porn decided between HD, DVD, and of course Blu-ray. So that's what'll. Yeah, there's some things you don't want to see in uh, 4K. <laughs> no, thank you. Not a chance. Yeah, who calls? Shackle uh, Ford, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Honestly, the feedback that we've gotten on the show and me being the new tour guide here and, and, and taking over, it's been, it's been wonderful. And uh, the opportunity has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I got to thank Josh you know, for, for allowing me to sit in the, in the captain's chair uh, to guest host while he was out finding new mommies. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was nice, man. But, you know, I gotta, we got to give a shout-out to Josh here on the show, too. Uh, he's got a brand-new venture going, Premier Sports Network. Uh, very excited to see what happens there. Uh, seems like he is, like, the vice president or, or some big fancy title. So uh, we got to have him back on the show to talk to him about it. But I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the early stages. Uh, so uh, I don't, again, don't want to jinx it. Right, so, uh, right. Sorry, Josh. We talk about it, and then, uh, sorry, folks, uh, gigs off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of gigs that, off, speaking of gigging yes. off, not like that. We talked about that earlier, and you'll hear that in the Manscape Dad. Um, yes. William Regal, lots of talk. Yeah. Lots of talk today. And pretty much the entire wrestling discourse this week has been about William Regal potentially leaving AEW, going back into Papa Hunter, Papa H as he's known in the streets, into his regime over at the WWE. Meanie, what are you feeling? What are you thinking about William Regal? Well, I love William Regal, first off. Um, but yeah, if he's going back, good. You know, he shouldn't have been fired in the first place. I mean, talk about a guy who has an eye for talent and the, is put in the... Oh my God, I, I can only imagine like if they had an odometer on how many miles he was put in on this planet to scout for talent for WWE. He, it, in a lot of ways, it, it's probably like um, the Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. When in the beginning of the movie, they're, they're showing him going from country to country to scout these NBA players. I can imagine William Regal going around. And, uh, you know, just the story where he talks about he's like in one part of the world and they're like, oh, we need you to go to England tomorrow. We're going to do this tournament in the in the U.K., uh, we need you there tomorrow and recruit this talent. He's like, okay, and just goes and does it. Yeah, uh, he's given more to this business than a lot of people, and uh, it, it's it's kind of hysterical when you think about it. That I mean, the rumor going around is that when he went to AEW, he put had a clause in his contract that says if Triple H ever comes into power. I can go back to WWE. And it, it, to me, it seemed like one of those things where Tony went, sure, that's never going to happen. So, uh, yeah, you want that stipulation? All right, we'll sign yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah. Here Chip, you go. Triple, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vince is going to step down. Yeah, you're like, sure, and then like, Okay. Yeah. All right, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you, wherever you want, pal. And then all of a sudden, Tony's like, he, he, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, fuck. fuck. Yeah. Well, fuck me. Yep. So uh, the way that that angle played out uh, on Dynamite, you know, that looks like uh, Mr. Uh, Regal's farewell to AEW. I mean, I mean, you have like, you have him do the stretcher job out of the building. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and you know, you could tell William Regal that never really wanted to leave in the first place. Uh, he's you know he's 
spoke highly of them on the way out, which I think he genuinely loves that place. You know, the you know WWE, you know, you know, gave the gave him a, a purpose. You know, to go out and find all this good talent, and he was. He, I mean, he literally went everywhere. He was at, you know, he would go to you know India, Germany, China, all. You know, he would go to the Indies like PWG and scout talent and stuff like that. So he is an asset to the WWE um, developmental. And uh, to get him back in the building is, uh, you know, a grand slam for them, you know. So it makes all the sense in the world that he uh, goes there. And he kind of see, you know, uh, I kind of saw it coming when... um, you know, uh, he turned on Moxley to help Moxley, you know, lose the belt and all that stuff. So, and disband the um, Blackpool Combat Club. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other people who would, would like to go back if they could. I'm sure. But, um, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, so, you know, sometimes, you know, the grass isn't always greener. But, right. you know, uh, I love AEW. I love WWE. And, you know, the, both companies could do things better yeah but i mean uh wwe seems to be hitting on all cylinders now under uh you know that triple h is you know taking over well and and vanessa just mentioned in the chat too eric young um impact she said impact killed him off uh you know cardona chelsea green there's been lots of <coughs> talk and 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 conversation and discourse about the two of them potentially going back as well um yeah. but i i think for me for my money if and, and you can agree with this or, or you know jump in um, I think Zack Ryder as the character is dead. I think if Cardona is smart, he'll take this and say, I'm coming back as myself. I've built yeah. this character, you know, my persona rather, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back as me. I don't want to be Zack Ryder anymore. I, I'm, the money for me is Matt Cardona. And I think it's kind of in, in a lot of ways like a Cody move. You know, you guys didn't believe in me. You let me go. You know, you guys as in Vince and company. You guys right. let me go. I went out. I proved that I could do this. I showed the world I could do this, and now you're going to bring me back as as Matt Cardona, and you're going to let me prove that I am main event talent. I think he could do that. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and I could see Triple H going with it because you know, since he's been gone from WWE, I mean, he's proved that he could you know get himself a, he proved in WWE he could get himself over true. you know when he was doing the uh, true uh, Long Island ice. IZ stories and stuff like that. I know I, I probably butchered that, but uh, I mean, like he was doing those videos and he was getting himself over to the fact that where even though he was on WWE, he wasn't on WWE TV at the time. People were chanting his name and bringing signs. So now that you know WWE wasn't a part of the machine, he's still out there doing his thing. You know, you know, with NWA, with Impact, he was in AEW for you know a little bit. You know he he's writing he's writing his own destiny. So right. if he was to go back to the machine, I could see Triple H going. Sure, fine, okay. Right. You know, uh, let's do it. You know, and then uh, you know, I don't know if there's been any. Uh, I don't know if there's been any inklings that he's he's going back or anything like that. Unless you you're alluding to something I'm, I'm not aware of. But. It's just, I think it's just speculation mostly. And, and obviously we got to be careful with the source, you know, I, 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 I Melter, but right. You know, it would, wouldn't surprise me. And I think the dialogue a lot of times is like, Oh, well, they can't, you know, WWE can't build new stars, but like, 
what if they, what if the point of this whole thing is like these guys go and build themselves outside of the company, you know, like Cody, like just use Cody as an example, right? Went out, built himself as a star, a main event star back and out of the company and then came back and is now listed as like everything you see in their merch is either Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes. Like he is the top guy. They have built their plan, it feels like, around Cody being the top babyface. And he's and, and the to, new star, right? So like Cardona could – I could see Cardona being in that role. I could see Karrion Cross being in, in, in the heel role, right? Like I mean they, these, these guys that have gone out and craft and, and created these narratives for themselves, I don't know. It also goes to show, uh, you know, maybe that was the, uh, the, you know, the, the the purpose behind some of those early releases, where you know, uh, AEW and Tony Khan talks about being a billionaire, and WWE goes, "Oh, you're a billionaire. Well, here's some uh, talent, you know, that we're not using at the, at the at the current time. Uh, we'll allow them to get better and make a living on your dime, and when they're ready, they can come back to us when they're." You know, ready to uh, come back to the machine and and yeah, <laughs> it sounds, right sounds though, crazy. I mean, Vince said that in, the, in the, the 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 quarterly call that he had. He said that yeah. he was like, maybe we'll give him more. Like Moxley yeah. went out. Moxley didn't want to leave. He hated his creative, and he, now he's the the most over guy. He's the, one of the top guys in the AEW. Could I see right. Moxley going back? Sure. I think that yeah. door is always open for him, and I think there's a hell of a story still to tell. Between Talk Moxley about, and Roman. Like, you could st- totally do that. I could see him going back as Moxley as opposed to Dean Ambrose as well. So. Absolutely. I don't think there's any reason to revisit the Ambrose character. I think he, he has established himself well enough as Moxley to go back. I don't think – I think Daniel Bryan has done everything he can in, in WWE. I don't think he's going back until it's a Hall of Fame inter, uh, induction. But, like, uh, you know – Go ahead. Daniel Bryan thinking? had a gr- Daniel Bryan had a great line the other night uh, or other day. I don't know where he said it, but I read the quote. He's like, "They're paying me a lot of money to wrestle on YouTube." Yeah. So. Oof. Yeah. You know. With the, well, I mean, but that's saying like you're you know you're in the business. You're one of the boys. TM. Do you think that that is a like a like a dig, or do you think he's just like? I don't know. It's you know it just could be him. Uh, you know, just being sarcastic, you know. I mean, if he's doing a lot of stuff on YouTube, you know, we well, you, you bring in a talent and I know everybody makes things about ratings and the demo. The key demo. But, yeah, but you know, and the only people who really should care about that are the people, you know, writing the checks. But you know, they also the, the I'll say it again, the other thing that's important is putting asses in seats and selling out buildings and the merch and all that good stuff. But you know, the fact that, you know, he's there and he's mostly on YouTube where they can't utilize him to affect the ratings is kind of crazy, you know. Right. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I'll full uh, disclosure, I don't know the context of why he said that or when he said it, but I read it and I was like, ooh, a little stiffsky, brother. But, um, yeah, they got all this talent there. And I'm sure he would definitely go back to WWE if given a chance. He talked about how hard it was for him to make the decision to leave WWE because he's got, he's literally got family who, well, not anymore, but, you know, uh, you know, family that was working there and stuff like that in front of the camera, behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, WWE, you know, it, it brought him to the, uh, the next level for all the good he did in Ring of Honor and on the Indies and all this stuff. 
WWE is what really made him the household name that he is. So uh, I could definitely see him going back. And then also, I could also see him, you know, eventually, you know, if he decided to wind down, do something behind the scenes worth, you know, maybe going down to the PC and, you know, help right. train guys and stuff like that. Because he, he's trained plenty of people, you know, I could see, I could see Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever. I could see him being like a William Regal type of individual. I could yeah. absolutely see that. And I think that would be a great yeah. role for him as far as what maybe his future would look like outside of the ring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's another way to contribute to the, the, the wrestling business and, uh, and have some, uh, you know, have some good health. You know, you're, you know, that's a, that, that goes into a lot of decisions, you know, it's the health and the, the, recover, the recovery from the things, you know, we do in, in the wrestling ring. Right. It's a, you know, Full disclosure, there's a reason why, uh, you know, I turn down most more bookings than I uh, accept nowadays because I'm trying to take in more meaningful bookings. Right. I'm 49, you know, uh, you know, I still want to do things, but in a way where I can maximize the bumps and the, uh, the, phys- the, the physicality of it. If I'm doing physicality somewhere and it's, and nobody's seen it, and nobody's you know, you know, I, I'm doing okay, you know, payday wise, merch wise, but nobody, if there's nobody really there to see it, you know, just if it, if a it, mini farts it, it, in the it, ring, it, do you smell it? Yeah, is it is it worth the uh, you know the two or three days after the match it takes me to uh, kind of recover from something like that? That's why you know if MLW calls. I'll be there if AEW wants me back to do a you know be a you know like a surprise you know do whatever you know I'll be there if um, by some chance somehow with WWE I get to do something hopefully uh, you know in a year and a half. You mean at uh, the uh, you know yeah, the one in yeah the one in Philly? Yeah the the uh, WM. Little ladies and gentlemen, please if I can have your attention for a moment. <laughs> This is the part of the program where we mention that we would like to see the Blue Meanie inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame and a part of the Andre the Giant Battle of the Roll. So, uh, Hunter, <laughs> Papa H, if I could, I know you're listening. Um, we want to see that, and I think you should do that. So, thank you. Well, well, I, well I was alluding to it. I'd love to see the whole ECW class getting put into the WWE Hall of Fame because it's Philly. ECW was Philly. And, uh, you know, hey, WWE... Uh, and they borrowed a lot from ECW, so. Hey, Bruce, Hunter, yeah. H, yeah. H, if I, if I could be so informal. Um, we want to see it. The people want to see this. So yeah. uh, the, I feel as though the Hall of Fame ceremony in 2024 should be very blue. <laughs> well, let's not, uh, you know, jump. Hashtag meaning, hashtag meaning mania 40. Hashtag everyone loves meaning. But I digress. Listen. Yeah, we're getting off kilter here, but now I understand. Yeah, you don't want to jump the gun too soon because you know you don't want to you know that to get lost the push for that to get lost in the because uh, we still have an, a mania in Hollywood to go through. So yeah, you know, maybe maybe uh, after the the uh, mania thirty nine SmackDown, it's time to get busy with that. But yep. no, seriously, uh, yeah, just I get offers for bookings all the time, and it's just like. Yeah, you know, I'd rather. I, I I love wrestling. I love 
the wrestling business, but you know, Hey, you know, if I can, you know, just do some signings and not hurt as bad, you know, I'd rather do that right now. But, <laughs> right. but if, you know, somebody with some quality, uh, TV time when it wants me to do something, I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, Bailey wants to know if you would, uh, what about if battleground championship called? Oh, uh, in Philly, they, yeah. I'm already doing their event, uh, December 17th. Yeah. Don't forget uh, to come I'll and check at, us out. We'll be there December 17th. Icons of wrestling, the icons of wrestling, uh, convention. And then same day, same night, same building battleground championship wrestling. So, I mean, I'm going to be there. I don't know. I'll, I don't think I'm having a match, but I think, uh, I think Meany cause might have, uh, a little something to do that day. So, oh, I got to cool. pick up one of them wrestling buddies from uh, Brothers Gatter. I got to grab one. I just, I just got the uh, blanks for me. Well, the uh, unstuffed ones because I did a, I'm doing a couple signed ones for him. So I, I have to send those back uh, tomorrow morning. But yeah, the, the Brother Gatter, the Brothers Gatter, uh, you know, Sandamini, uh, Stuffed animals look amazing. I'm glad they went with it because it's something I've wanted to do for a while. Yeah. And uh, excuse me, we had a couple uh, versions of it, and uh, you know, I, I love the one we did now with the uh, the steel chair taped to my back. Yeah. So uh, yeah, those are uh, selling pretty well. So get the brothersgetter dot com. Get yourself a Santamini Russell buddy before. Uh, that they're going to be a limited run. I mean, can't be selling those in April. So yeah. get them now. <laughs> Go ahead and check it out right now. I'm excited for uh, for icons, man. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, got to throw some. Uh, maybe I'll throw some black and white film. Take some pictures from the uh, the ringside. I think I know, I, I, mean, I know a guy. I know a guy who uh, maybe could help me there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, his name is Bully Wright. No, I'm just totally kidding. Uh, no, Meanie. I am. Uh, I'm definitely going to be the one that pushes for Meanie Mania uh, forty. Uh, ring the bell. God damn it. We should do this. Meanie. Yes, sir. Real fast while we're talking about it. Tis the season for clean balls. Follow la la la. <laughs> la 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 la. Your friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season from stocking suffers to white elephants. Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or your body buffer for the holiday lover. Loving all these rhyme and the, the rhyme schemes going on here, meaning I love this shit. Uh, well, win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MindMeanie for 20% off plus free shipping. Meaning I got to tell you, the products at Manscaped have been incredible. I smell better. I feel better. And most importantly, Courtney enjoys looking at little John on the East Side boys way better. Way better. But I'll tell you, man, uh, Manscaped is the top of the line for man grooming, uh, man maintenance, uh, whether it's the, the Platinum Package 4.0, the, the Preserver Cologne, the, the Sheer 2.0, and the, or the Body Buffer. Or you know what? I like the uh, the, the green tea uh, spray for your feet because after a long day, you know, from head to toe, I like to, uh, that's how I go. Hey, man. I dig it too. My feet t- smell terribly after a long day at the office. Manscaped is your one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads, get it, of little presents, perfect for holiday and stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift? 
and giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs. Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulation shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything that they could need to keep it clean. I know how nice my skin looks, Meanie. I know you're a skin guy as well, so you want to make sure everything looks good up top and downstairs. Uh, don't let those chestnuts roast in, the, roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscapes boxers especially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. Now that you've given them the perfect privates, go beyond the groan with Manscapes full body product line. Dad have nasty nose hairs? Save his life with the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is their full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. There's the brand new Persevere Cologne that's a that brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel that gives that fresh tree scent even after the holidays are over. I just got myself a scent of this. I'm a big cologne guy. I like to smell good when I'm in the office. And I'll tell you what, the Persevere Cologne... Chef's kiss, my friend. Way to go. Are you still using a loofah, Blue Meanie? Uh, not, not, not now, Next, thanks to uh, Manscaped. Using the, uh, the brand new body buffer, loofahs hold a Absolutely. shit ton of bacteria from dead skin. Help throw that disgusting loofah out and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher, just like old Goover here. Uh, lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for the family jewels with the Lawnmower 4.0. The Electric Razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast, friends, and by giving products that they'll love and will make them laugh. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code MINDMEANY. Manscaped, the perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. We thank them for sponsoring the program. Um, what do you think, man? Well, so let's talk about AEW a little bit. What do you think about MJF as the new as, as its new world's champion? Um, I'm happy about it. It just... Um... I don't want to say it seemed rushed or like a break glass in case of emergency type moment with CM Punk mm. not coming back. But, uh, I mean, it would have been nice to see a Punk run with the title and MGF going after Punk for the title because they had done that whole buildup, that beautiful buildup of, you know, yeah. him being, of MGF being a Punk fan and all this stuff and the whole, uh, the devil's, Biggest thing was, you know, proving it didn't exist with, you know, punk bleeding all over his shirt and stuff like that. So, I mean, that was, it, it was going so well that, you know, punk getting the belt. And now it's come out that, you know, he was going to have a, punk was going to do something with, uh, his name escapes me at the mid, at the, uh, at the moment. But I would have loved to seen MJF, you know, chasing, you know, CM Punk for that. The AEW World Belt, but uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, now that now that MGF is the AEW World Champion, the belt stays put for a while because yeah. uh, the AEW belt seems to seem to have been like a hot potato type situation where it was going from person to person beyond their control. Uh, you know, you know, with injury and then suspension and stuff like that. So I get that part, but. I always liked when the uh, the, the just championship 
you know, got a, you know, had a decent run on a certain individual. So it's just a matter of uh, who's going to be the next to step up in line to um, give MJF a, a run for his money as, as world champion. So uh, that's to be seen. Uh, but, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, Moxley will get like some sort of rematch. Yeah. Eventually, but you know, we'll see. I, I like it. It just it seemed like kind of rushed. Mm. You know, it, I liked when MGF was the uh, the angry. Not that he's bad now, but like the angry. This is my time. I'm due. Thing you know, I want you know I want to get paid. I want the belt. I want this. I want that. I want, you know all the other things of you know flirting with the idea of going to WWE and putting over Miz and promos and stuff like right. that. Uh, that was great shit. But now that he's officially a part of the machine, being you know the world champion, it'd be interesting to see where he goes from now. From here, I just looked him up too. I'm, I'm looking him up as we're talking. Um, he's 26 years old. Yeah, like that's he's got an like an insane amount of time left in his career as long as he plays his cards right. Like I it's legit crazy. Have- I legit have t-shirts older than him. <laughs> it's like, it's so nuts, man. It's so nuts that this guy is at the pit. Like he's just beginning in his career. Yeah. Yeah. I would be shocked if this guy didn't jump to WWE after he, after he builds himself as the AEW world champion. I would be I shocked. I could see it happening. Yeah. I could see it happening. You know, WWE being a, uh, I mean, they're a worldwide entity, but I mean, the Northeast is definitely WWE territory where, you know, WWF and WWWF, you know, have have a rich history there. I'm sure he wants to work Madison Square Garden one day. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I could definitely see that happening. And uh, it all depends of where MLW will be. Uh, how long is he signed for? Uh, so he is, I think he's got another, he's got another year on his contract. He just like okay. renegotiated, but I think his right. contract is up at the end of 2023, if I recall okay. correctly. Cause I remember there was that whole thing with his, you know, the, the pipe bomb brother and, um, you know, his, <laughs> his contract and all that. And, you know, how much of that was a work, how much of that was a shoot. And, you know, like, it's really hard to tell in this company sometimes, how much of this is real and how much isn't it's that there was a conversation. I don't know if we touched on this before, maybe it's happened since we talked last, but we were talking about the elite rep ragging on CM Punk in, uh, in Chicago. And all yeah. these folks have been talking about, Oh, it's a, it's a work. It's a work. He's coming back. He's coming back. CM Punk ain't fucking coming back. AEW. He ain't. That's it's not happening. It's you it can't. Well, he, he technically he did come back because in NGF's, uh, media scrum promo. He he quote verbatim CM Punk's CM, uh, pipe bomb promo. I'm the best in this ring yeah. in front of this camera on, on this, this mic. mic. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Quoting Jim Cornette there, which uh, Jim guy Jim got a kick out of it. They, yeah. Him and Brian Lance just uh, did a thing where they played the uh, the audio from that, and Cornette was popping for it, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. CM Punk ain't coming back yeah, after all he did to. I mean, he brought eyes to that company. Yeah, you know, 
people are like, you know, oh, well, they were doing good before me. They were doing better after him too. And uh, somebody just recently did a, a breakdown of how the ratings have been since Punk left. And I mean, it's a, it's a shame it had to come down to you know choosing, you know, which is between, fucking stupid. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I definitely don't see uh, Punk making a return to AEW or WWE for that matter. But I could see him being that, you know, driven just to make a point and go to WWE for one last run, just as a fuck you to you know the v, you know the EVPs. That's the thing, and that was gonna what I wanted to carry us into the the end, you know the ask me portion of the program, um, the Rumble has been getting a lot of talk recently because it's the next pay-per-view. There's nothing now between that and, and or today rather, and, and that's the next pay-per-view. There's been a lot of talk that The Rock is going to enter at either number 30 or number 40, depending on which <laughs> uh, report you believe. Uh, right. Friend of the show, I should say, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, there's stories and things going around, rumors that he would be entering at number 30 and number 40 and that he would win. And that's how he would challenge Roman Reigns for the head of the table uh, conversation. And honestly, Dwayne, we love you. But I don't want to see you win the Rumble, man. Mm. I don't want to see it. What do you think, Manny? I mean, if if the rumor is true that he's facing Roman at Mania, this is the only way to fast track it when you think about it. I mean... Between uh, the Rumble and Mania was January, February, March, April, three months right. to build it. So, I mean, it would, if, if, if he doesn't come and he doesn't win the Rumble, I don't see him facing Roman at Mania just because, yeah, I know they fucking, uh, you know, they hotshot angles all the time. So they possibly could do it. I mean, should they hinted to a hinted, hinted to Roman versus Rock on Young Rock on NBC last season when the young uh, Roman Reigns was like, man, maybe yeah, we'll, we'll, one day we'll main event WrestleMania together, you know, dropping those subtle hints. But uh, if he is in it, and now he hasn't even crossed my mind, but it'd probably to be the best way to fast track it, you know, to get him into the, the main event picture because what are you going to do? Have them just, I mean, how how would you fast track that angle to for the main event of a pay-per-view that's two to three months away, you know? I th- and and I, I have some theories and I have some thoughts because now the, the other part of the conversation is that Sami Zayn is now, could potentially be slated to win the Rumble. Again, I love Sami, but I don't think it's the right choice. I think the only choice, and again, this is me, mind of the atom. Here we go again. Um, the only choice for me is Cody, I think there's a way better story to tell with Dwayne when it comes to like Jay, comes to Solo, it comes to Sammy. I think all of those things collide all in one in one story. Here we go. Scissor me, daddy ass. They all connect in one fell swoop. I don't think you need the belts for Rock, man. I don't. I, I don't think it's necessary. Well, he doesn't have to win the belt. Well, right, but do you think like do you and think then, the storyline facilitates it, though? Well, uh, Rock, you know, wins the Rumble. He faces Roman. Roman pins Rock, and now he goes, now I am the ultimate head of the table. That's true. 
I mean, you can, The Rock could come out and say, well, you've been calling yourself the head of the table, but have you forgot about me? You know, right. like Eminem, they all forgot about Rock. Right. You know, you know, I'm out in Hollywood, I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. I'm the head of the table. So it's head of table versus, you know, self-professed head of table, you know. And then if Roman beats Rock, then he could say, once and for all, I am the ultimate head of the table. I th- and that would be the bragging rights for Rock, I mean, for Roman, besides having the belts, that he beat the ultimate, you know, Samoan superstar. That's true. I think I think that's really the story, though. I think that's, to me, that's, that's the real angle, is Rock right. comes in, friendly terms, hey, well, I'm here, I'm back, I'm so excited to see how well you're doing, blah, 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 whatever. And then it becomes this friction between them. But I also think that's how Jade splits off from the bloodline. Because I think that's also building in the background. I think yeah. a lot of that is building. And I think, you know, Vanessa just mentioned that the, the plan seems to be is that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to face the Usos at WrestleMania. And then that collision is going to happen. I think they will be the ones to unseat the Usos as champion. But I definitely think that, like, it sounds like there's a lot of conversation that Roman could have potentially main event both nights. Which would be fascinating because that's the sort of the the the, the plus well, the benefit of having a two night WrestleMania. I think, well, yeah, he's got he's got two belts, right. so one belt's on the line one night, and the, the other belt's on the line the next night, and that's how you split it. But again, my question then is: is where do you go with the company after Roman is beat? Because Roman, once Roman's beat, like that's it. Like there's no going, there's no going back to the tribal chief. That story is over. Well, and that's the the reason why you have him go over on Rock to be the ultimate tribal chief, you know. But then the next night, night two, is that when Cody beats Roman? Well, that's that's just you know rumors. But I'm know? saying, but but I'm, it doesn't necessarily need, even need to be Cody. But the question is like, Roman beats Rock the first night, night one, and then the winner of the Rumble, whether if it's not Rock, if if he's facing the Rock, I wouldn't have him on. You save that match for night two. Main event night two. Yeah. You don't, like Dusty said, ever, you know, Dusty would never do anything early on the show because you don't want to kill his initial pop. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be seen until that main event. Right. Of, of WrestleMania. I mean, besides doing the, you know, the press for it leading up to it, but you don't want him on night one. No. You know, you, He's definitely got to be the main event in night two. If you're, if it's going to be those two, you know, put both belts up or whatever. Right. But, you know, now if it's not Rock, then you can have him, you know, because like if he wrestles the night before, then that takes the luster off him facing the Rock the next night because you could say, well, he could go, well, I was just too beat up for my match the night before, you know, facing the Rock. You want him as fresh as a daisy, you know, facing the Rock in that ring. You know, for the main event of, of WrestleMania, you don't want to squander the draw of Roman versus Rock that people have been fantasy booking for the last two, you know couple of years. You right. know, you want them straight up one on one, no, no distractions, no night, no night one bullshit. Right? You know? No, I get it. And again, yeah. maybe that's how maybe that's what they do to split the titles. Then maybe that's how they do it. Right? They leave. They take the they take the black belt away. They give it to, they put it, Cody and Seth, whatever, 
you know, they figure out something. They have to, they have to figure a way out of this because at some point it's going to get to the point where it's like, well, I mean, if they don't do the Rock thing, then you could then definitely have Cody come back win the Rumble and take the black belt off him because that's what his that was his dream that his dad never got to win the belt at MSG and he showed the photo of Dusty holding up the belt and he's right. got the photo in his house and you know that was you know Cody's role for coming back to WWE his goal was the WWE world champion not the universal title but the WWE title that the belt that eluded his his father he wanted he wants to take on the challenge of winning the father, the belt that his father couldn't win. Right. So that makes all the sense of the world if it's not rock. But here's my question though. Not necessarily a kickback, but a sort of a more deeper question with that. Does it take the luster off of Roman as the tribal chief if Cody beats him as like if Cody beats him for just the WWE championship? You could build it all I mean, some of the best teams in sports have lost to, you know, the, the the lost championships to teams that nobody expected them to lose mm. just on sheer sheer destiny. True. So that so Cody's destiny would be that his father was looking over him and helped guide him in his way to beat Roman Reigns. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody picked them to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And as a matter of fact, the Eagles gave up what five hundred yards of offense and still won. Yeah. So that so the those those Philadelphia Eagles were a team of destiny that year. Same way with you know Cody. You know he's he's the wrestler of destiny. He can, you know, he's he's channeling the spirit of his father. He's he's doing it for his his father. He's doing it for his family. He's doing it for his daughter. You know to obtain the thing. That's alluded. It, it, you know, he could say my dad was a multi-time, multi-NWA World Heavyweight Champion, but the one belt that eluded my father was the WWF, WWWF World Heavyweight Title, and it could just be a, a run of destiny for him to win that belt, and it wouldn't hurt Roman one ounce. You know, that is somebody who has momentum and destiny can overcome anything, and. I don't think Roman would look weak dropping, you know, the WWF belt to Cody at all. I appreciate your analysis on this. I love talking about and fantasy booking this kind of shit, yeah. you know, the upcoming stuff. It's great. But I, I do have a very important question for you, if you don't mind, sir. Are you ready to ask me? Any? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. Don't forget. Use the hashtag AskMeanie, tweet us your questions, or join the pod squad at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie and ask your questions, and we'll ask them first. Speaking of first, I have a question here from Shackelford. Here's some breaking news for you right now. What does Meanie think? Thank you. What does Meanie think of Jacob deGrom to the Texas Rangers for five years, $185 million, and also the Mets stink? So that that... Legit just happened? Yes. Oh. Um, it, here's the thing. I kind of wanted the Phillies to get him, but he would be, he would kind of, if like the Phillies would have gotten Jacob DeGrom, he kind of would have been that guy you would have him sit out till August. Mm. 
and use him limitedly because just the fact that he he gets injured a little, you know, he's he's had issues with injuries. So he's kind of a player that you want, but you you take him out of the uh, the uh, the uh, packing peanuts <laughs> in August and be like, okay. Take us through the uh, playoff run and uh, help us win some games. But if you put him in in April, he might be done by July. So the fact that he's no longer a Met is good for the Phillies. You know, he's out of he's out of the uh, net. Well, Rangers are American League. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, he's out of the American League, and he's not a Met. So that helps the Phillies in the division at least. You know. Uh, the Phillies just picked up uh, Jake Cage off of waivers, so that looks pretty good. He's he's like the ultimate uh, utility player, but uh, yeah, Jacob Degrom to you know the Texas Rangers. Wow, good for them. Uh, that's a lot of money um, for five years. When it, you know, if the Phillies signed him, I would say you know give him a two year deal. You know, just for the fact that you know he's he's getting up there and you know. Like I said, you you don't want to bust them out until like early August, you know, to uh, help with you know a playoff, you know, stretch, you know, the, the rush to the playoffs. But yeah, good for them. But uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm glad he's out of the uh, NL East. Matt from Dover wants to know: Do the Eagles beat Tennessee this week? I believe so. <clears throat> uh, you know, Derrick Henry. Uh, is there uh, one of the ultimate running backs, but uh, it was just announced today. Uh, Jordan Davis is coming back off the IR. He's he's physically he's cleared to practice, cleared to play, and uh, Jordan Davis is a guy who's big enough. He takes up two or three. Uh, he takes up two or three offensive players, and which allows another player to possibly slip through and. Uh, you know, on a blitz or whatever like that. Jordan Davis is that much of an opposing figure, you know, that opposes his will on, you know, the uh, the offensive line of the other team that I think he could help, you know, uh, cause some havoc up front and uh, allow other players to break free to get through to either stop Derrick Henry or sack uh, Tannehill. And uh, Tannehill's, you know, kind of coming back down to earth. He, he seemed like he was doing all right for a little bit, but... You know, uh, you know, if the, the if the Titans are looking to continue to run, now you got you have Indomit and Sue. You have Jordan Davis and uh, Joseph Linval, <clears throat> you know, who are, who who were just brought in and and they're coaching Jordan Davis on how to make Jordan Davis better. Those guys are going to be the run stuffers and causing havoc up front and. Um, you know, uh, we have some injuries on defense with uh, Johnson going out, Gardner Johnson going out, but uh, his, his the guy backing him up, uh, Blankenship, showed fared very fared very well in the Green Bay game where he one of his first plays he picked off Aaron Rodgers. So, and he's not afraid to hit. So, uh, I think the, I like the Eagles' chances this this weekend. You know, as long as you know, the only thing that Eagles got work on is their special teams fucking stink. You know, uh, the reason why Green Bay even put up 33 on the Eagles last week is the you know, special teams were 
given up kick returns of like 40, 30 to 40 yards in order to like 150 yard run back, you know? So if you're giving Aaron Rodgers, the, you know, 50 yards to work with, I'm sure he's going to score a touchdown. So uh, the only thing the Eagles really need to work on is having Jake Elliott kick that fucking ball out of the end zone. So, you know, teams aren't returning the ball back to the, you know, the 30 or 40 yard line and giving the Eagles defense a short yard to, to fucking play with. But uh, I, as far as this weekend, yeah, I, I like the Eagles' chances. You know, uh, if they're going to be Derrick Henry heavy, and with Jordan Davis coming back, and Sue and Linval all there, you know, healthy on that defensive line, I think I like the Eagles' chances. Mark and Dryden's got two questions for us to wrap up the program today. I'm not sure if this was ever asked by me. Are either of you Metallica fans? If so... What's your favorite song or your favorite album? And have you heard the new song Lux Eterna? If so, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I like Metallica. Um, I got to see some really cool Metallica live shows as a fan. First time, first time I saw them in person live was at the uh, on the Injustice for All tour uh, with the Colt opening up, and uh, that show was memorable. Because uh, I think I talked about this on a early Mind of the Media episode when we had uh, Joey Campbell from the Swamp Candles come on. And we're just talking around the time Eddie Van Halen died. And mm. uh, we brought Joey on to talk about Eddie Van Halen. But then our just love of music and the Philly music scene, we're talking. And we talked about this Metallica show at the Philadelphia Spectrum, 1988, 89 ish, uh, with the cult opening up and the fans. They were, they were stupid enough to put down seats for the Metallica show, and the fans were like, "Nope." <laughs> and like, I'm I'm up in the second level, like the first row to second level, and it's like watching worker ants lift up these seats and pass them back, you know. And the, the the seats just ended up being in a stack, and people were ripping the seats out and throwing them like frisbees and all this stuff. And that was a memorable show. Then I got to see them do the. Uh, I've seen them a few times, but then the other memorable shows, they played a free concert here in Philly. Yeah. And the anniversary was just like a month ago. It's like uh, 27 years ago. It's like, holy shit. You watch the footage and the vet stadium still in the background and uh citizens bank park and Lincoln financial field aren't even, aren't even built yet. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Still a twinkle in the fanatics eye. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like Metallica. Um, Favorite album? Hard to say. I hate picking. Like, you know, when it comes to Van Halen, I go, Fair Warning's my favorite album. But uh it comes to Metallica, it would have to be probably Kill Em All or Ride the Lightning, one of those early albums, just because they were just so raw and they're so young and full of anger and energy and stuff like that. Um, favorite song? Mm, you'd have to get back to me on that one, but you know, you know, Metallica's great. Um, they've stayed the test of time. They've they, they've faced battles. If you watched, you know, some kind of monster and how they almost wind up splitting up. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point, you know, due to the pressure, and they're you know they're they're still out there, still doing that. I heard a new song. Uh, music's great. The uh, the lyrics I might need to uh, 
might need to grow on me, but I'm not a big lyric guy anyway. I'm more about the music and the groove and the, the, the feel or whatever. You know, if the, the music's good enough, somebody could just be singing the phone book and I wouldn't even fucking notice. Yeah. But, um, okay, hold on. Let's see. Uh, I almost came to a decision on a song back, I think. But, uh, yeah, Metallica's good. I got, I got to meet, um, I got to meet, Here's a story. I got to meet uh, Kirk Hammett. Cool. New York, New York City. Uh, I was friends with this band, Black Eyed Susan from Philly, which had Dean Davidson from uh, Britney Fox and Jeff Cease from the Black Rose playing guitar. They were playing the Limelight in New York. And after their set, I go in the back and fucking just Kirk Hammett's hanging out randomly. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's up? And then uh, I ran into Lars at a Kid Rock show up in New York. I went to see Kid Rock Limp Biscuit at the Hammerstein. Oh, that must have been 99. cold. Oh, okay. That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. And uh Lars was just hanging out. I didn't I might have went, sup. And that was about it. And then <laughs> um around two thousand five ish, four ish, I was in the Las Vegas airport and saw uh James. Just walking around with a like a guitar strapped over his shoulder. I, he must have been traveling. Nobody really fucked with him. You know, I was just like, oh, who? Oh shit! There's fucking James Hetfield. What the fuck? And this, you know, I think I gave him one of those. So, and that was about it. I was like, I ain't gonna fuck with, fuck, you know, I ain't gonna fuck with him. He's out, and I won't blow his cover either. Right. Somebody. All, it's, all it takes is one person to go, hey, can I get a photo with you? And somebody goes, oh, who's that? That guy must be famous, and then you know, just ruins their fucking privacy you know well that's the thing is like that's that's probably like the worst place to probably meet somebody famous it's a fucking airport like i can't even imagine like flying is just such a fucking chore you know it's not just you know beginning in the airplane and and we're flying itself is is not the hard part it's the waiting and the fucking (laughs) the terminals and the food you're like fuck man this sucks ass yeah it's terrible it's an unnecessary evil yeah, until they uh, invent teleportation, but which, with the advances of modern science, I'm hoping happens any day now. Really, yeah. Um, yeah. Mark and Dryden's last question for the show. Here's a show or two's even idea. If you guys ever thought about doing a 2022 year in review episode for the major <laughs> companies? What's the biggest story <laughs> slash news item from each company this year in your guys' opinion? I know my answer for both of them, but go ahead. I watch so much out of my my peripheral that like I couldn't do a proper one. Yeah, you know, I know some of the bigger stories and stuff like that. And you know, if you had me watch something, I could pick up on little minute details. Like, you know, the other day you, you and somebody posted the photo of Roman and one of the so staring over, and you guys thought he was staring at Sammy, but I was like, no, they're they're staring at uh, Solo, right, right there. Because he's, he doesn't have his arms up. And then the next night, they do the thing where they try to get him to do a group photo and he's not participating. I don't know if it's, whether it's going to be a red herring thing where he's not participating in the, the Uso activities, the Uso reindeer games. Uh, but uh, I hope somebody hears that. I hope that ends up on TV at some point. Please. Yeah. God, that'd be great. Yeah. But uh, if we did a full year on review, it's like, oof. Yeah, there's just, look, I love all wrestling, but some of it's hard to keep track of. You know, I I wish I could watch Impact, 
but you know, they're not on a cable thing that I can watch. Yeah, I wish right. I could watch New Japan, but I watch all these people watching everything. And I go, man, it must be nice just to have to, the tolerance just to watch everything or the time. Dude, I got yeah. four kids, man, I, and I and I've had a shoot job. Like, I have other side hustles and shit. I don't have time to watch all that wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's a great time to be a fan too, with to have that much wrestling at your fingertips. Where I was just on Busted Open like a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about how we had to actively search out wrestling. It wasn't always available. You, sometimes you found it by accident. Yeah. And now you can watch wrestling on anything, anywhere. It's like, Jesus Christ, God bless them. But uh, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to, especially with my worker brain versus my fan brain and you know, be able to, to watch something without critiquing it, you right. know, and just not that I'm this expert, but you know. I know what you mean. Like you, <clears throat> yeah. when you're, you know, it, I can compare it to, I understand that that analogy because as a photographer, it's hard for me to look at someone else's work and not want to critique it because yeah. I do it, you know? Yeah. So it's like looking at it, I'm like, wow, that's really fucking great. But then I'm like, but, but maybe I would have done that, you know? And it's like, it's this weird duality that you exist in. Yeah. So I, I get that. But to answer Mark's question, I mean, there's only two answers to this question. AEW's biggest story was the CM Punk debacle at all out the brawl out, if you will. And the biggest W and actually the biggest, the biggest news story of the year for WWE and wrestling was Vince McMahon retiring. Nothing else, nothing else tops that Vince McMahon retiring. And this is one thing, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. This is involuntarily. Well, involuntary retirement, right? I, I agree with Dave Meltzer on this assessment and analysis. Vince McMahon retiring is probably the biggest wrestling story in the past two decades. Yep. I mean, like, and it was a, it was a major, it made the cover of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. Like, we're talking about a massive event. Yeah. And, and nothing, nothing compares to, to that. Nothing. I don't care what anybody says. Nothing Roman did compared to Vince McMahon retiring. Nothing. So, yeah, I think that's your, that's your answer. Everybody assumed Vince was going to die in gorilla, in the yep. gorilla position, you know. That that's the way he wanted to go out, and uh, it's not how it's going. So, well, how it's going here is that I appreciate you answering all of these questions and doing this program with me each and every week here uh, on the podcast and for the Pod Squad. But Meanie, where can everybody find you on social media, good sir? Uh, if you would like to follow the Blue Meanie in all forms of social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And TikTok, and uh, I don't know if I've given up on uh, Mammoth yet or whatever. Mastodon. Mast- yeah, I'm still Mastodon. here. I'm still on. Yeah, yeah I can't. I uh, can't even get the name right. But uh, yeah, let's call our social media program the thing that you know uh, cavemen killed. Um, <laughs> but you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Facebook, whatever uh, Instagram at Blue Meanie BWO. That's the point I was trying to get to at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, Christmas is near and the Blue Meanie Santa Buddy is here. The limited edition Blue Meanie Santa Buddy by Brothers Gatter is a fun Christmas take on the original Blue Meanie Buddy. They did a few, uh, do it, did a year ago. Mm-hmm. Go to a brothersgatter.com 
Amazon.com and click shop. Click the shop button in order to order the Santa Meanie Buddy today. Limited supplies last. Uh, go to brothersgather.com, uh, order it, and, and try again in time for Christmas. Um, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie uh, and you want to get a you know your wrestle buddy, a Santa Meanie Buddy, but you need a good T-shirt, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, if you would like to support Mind and Amini, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind and Amini. Get yourself some good-looking wrestling apparel. Speaking of good-looking wrestling apparel, apparel, say that again. <laughs> uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANI. Save 10%. Uh, in case you haven't heard, you can also use coupon code MIND. Support Mind and Meanie over there at collarnobobrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie or Mind. Save 10%. Support the show. Uh, now you got a, some, uh, you got yourself a Santa Meanie buddy. You got yourself a t-shirt. You got a long beard. You want to look good, smell good. Go to madcatbeardcare.com. Get yourself the blue spruce. Uh, my boy Josh Thornton is doing a fantastic job over there at madcatbeardcare.com. Uh, all the money he does takes in goes to taking care of feral cats. So if you're a big cat fan like myself and uh, want to support the cats, go to madcatbeardcare.com and get yourself the blue spruce. Also, shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson over there at uh, glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair took Jim about 50 hours per pair to uh, make, and that's, that's amazing. Uh, sometimes I'll just open up the box to smell them because they smell, the, I love to smell the leather, but still afraid to wear them. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would be too. <laughs> Sit them on the shelf, I man. I don't want to ruin them. Uh, but if you want to see uh, Jim's progress, photos, videos, all that good stuff, follow him on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's all forms of social media, G-O-I kicks. Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie uh, for all your birthday wishes, holiday wishes, well wishes. Uh, I just did a couple over this uh, past week and uh, a lot of fun to do. Love the feedback. Love this, you know, people getting the star ratings and tell them, you know, show me how, uh, you know, the people that get the videos for enjoy the videos. So go to Cameo.com. Slash Blue Meanie BWO for all your uh, video needs today. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that very much. Uh, you can find me on all social media. You can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Mastodon, at This Is Goober. Yes, that's my real handle. No, I'm not changing it. It is a brand, pal. Uh, so you can find me there and follow all of my nonsense. You can also listen to my other prod- podcast uh, or podcast, whatever you want to call it, Foundation Radio, by going to Foundation Radio. <laughs> .net, and you can listen to all of my archive there. Uh, go ahead and go to the FeinbergMethod.com. Uh, Brad Feinberg is my trainer uh, extraordinaire. Uh, he is an incredible man. He has changed my life. He not only assists me with my physical health, but also with my mental health as well, because that's just as important as being physically fit is mentally fit. So go to Fein- the FeinbergMethod.com. Use promo code Goober and get 20% off uh, your, I believe it's your first month. Go there right now, uh, thefeinbergmethod.com, and tell them Goober sent you, I promise. Uh, actually, the consultations are free. 
Uh, and if you're referred and you use the promo code Goober, you get up to 20% off on your purchases. So go there and check it out. Now, uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meaning and support the show. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio to support that show. Keep the lights on at Casa de Mini and the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Don't forget to go to manscaped.com. Use promo code mind Get 20% off plus free shipping. Meaning I want to thank you again for being here each and every week with you as well. Uh, and the pod squad, we love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. For the Blue Mini, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Of the Mini. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue world order. That was Blue Mini's brain out. The world of MLW Radio 